Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of the Dental Assistant Nation podcast powered by Ignite DA. My name is Kevin Henry. I'm the co-founder of Ignite DA. As always, I'm honored that you joined us for what's going to be a great conversation today. And thank you for choosing our podcast. You can find it everywhere that you get your podcasts. Make sure you subscribe to us and make sure you get to know this lady right here that we're getting ready to have on. And that is Michelle Strange, RDH. Hey, Michelle, how are you? Hello, Kevin. How are you? I'm great. I, I'm glad I get to talk to you. I'm excited about that and uh, would love for our audience to know a little bit more about you. Well, um, I am a dental hygienist that is very passionate about a lot of things in dentistry, but specific, specifically infection control and prevention. And I am a practicing hygienist. I own a few companies, one of them being Level Up Infection Prevention. And I actually just got my, um, I'm officially certified in dental infection control and prevention through OSAP and DMB. Um, so I'm a, I'm a big infection control nerd, and so I'm excited to talk with you about that today. Well, and, and you know, as I love talking to you, but obviously, hey, our listeners want to know more about some infection control ideas, what's going on out there. And I'm curious, you said that you got your certification, you know, and I know a lot of dental assistants look at, is that something that might be good for me and my practice? What is the importance of taking that next step with your education for dental assistants in your mind? Um, so I definitely think that you can never go wrong with education and continuing certifications, taking a lot of CEs. Um, I think anything that we can do as professionals to um, stay up to date, to be progressive, um, and in the world of infection control, continuously be creating safe dental visits. And I was a dental assistant prior to going um, to being a hygienist. And then when I graduated as a hygienist, I was a surgical assistant. I did a few days assisting in implants and bone grafting. And then a few days I would do um, dental hygiene. And I mean, I loved doing dental assisting. I thought that was, it's it's a good time, but you are kind of the uh what's like the traffic director for like yeah. <laughs> right yeah. you know like you're like telling doctors which way to go in you're trying to hustle you're you're managing a bunch of different providers in the practice and so you're kind of the oversight of the clinic you know um as a hygienist when i with a patient i am stuck there <laughs> like just like the dentist is stuck there and the assistant has a little bit more um I, oh, I mean, of course, they're sitting with the doctor and assisting, but when, you know, they're not in that exact moment with the patient and the doctor, they can get up and they can go, uh, you know, empty the autoclave and run a score test and do these things that I didn't have the ability to do as a dental hygienist. And so I, I put so much value in having our dental assistants properly educated in the role of infection control because um, you're kind of the keepers of the castle in a way. Uh, I I agree. And, you know, I think so many dental assistants look at it as part of the job rather than a very important part of the job. And I know that's where taking that training, really staying on top of your game is so important. And where did you kind of get your love for infection control? I'm very curious. So I was on the job trained as a dental assistant at 18. <laughs> I look back on what I did as a dental assistant and I'm like, oh, the cross contamination. And then when I went into uh, dental hygiene school, um, I don't know. It just, I love systematic approaches. I'm, 
I love things that make sense and infection control just makes sense. Um, I think we all go into this wanting to do right by our patients. We took this oath and infection prevention is just a part of that oath, like to do no harm. Unfortunately, I think in the profession, we go, oh, well, I graduated as a dental assistant. I graduated as a hygienist, a, a dentist. And we make the assumption that we are infection control experts when in reality, we are able to do infection control, infection control procedures. We are not experts at that level. Um, and I know that being one that's certified and gone through all the different things, the things that I didn't know before the certification is uh, mind blowing. And what's, if you don't mind, what's one of the biggest things that kind of blew your mind? Is it one of the mistakes that you, that, that happens so often, or what's a tip that you might share with our audience? You know, one of the biggest things that I, I really want people to understand is how often dental professionals are exposed to chemicals and why not wearing the right PPE um, can really harm us. Um, And, you know, I'm talking about the patient and we're talking about infection prevention for patient safety, but as professionals that are exposed to ultrasonic, like we're sticking our hand in this ultrasonic cold, sterile, uh, disinfecting op after op after op, um, a suction line maintenance, like the the list goes on of the chemicals that we are exposed to. And that is one thing I never thought about. It's always been like blood-borne pathogens, blood-borne pathogens, you know, I'm thinking about biological hazards and like needle sticks and things like that, but never the chemicals that we are exposed to. And once I really kind of dove into that with the certification and understanding why we need to wear utility gloves and things like that, I was like, oh, we really got to take care of ourselves because I know a lot of people get sick and we're like, we just don't, it's idiopathic. Where did this come from? Like, could we just take a step back and look at all the things we're exposed to every day? And I love that. You know, one conversation I had recently with a friend of mine, uh, we were talking about how infection control in, in the mind, you always think about protecting the patient, but so often it's about protecting each other and yourself as well in the practice. Well, it's a, you know, a thing that we miss or lack in dentistry is that safety culture, right? We it, A lot of it's shaming. Oh, I didn't see Mary wipe that room down twice. Like, oh, did you know that it's like she never does hand hygiene instead of like, hey, babe, <laughs> hey, friend, hey, colleague. Um, here, let me get you a little hand sanitizer. Because let me tell you, I have I am the expert. I am vigilant with infection prevention. There was an assistant. Um, six months ago. Uh, she was new. I was new as a temp in the office. So we were kind of, you know, figuring each other out. I got a lot of weird things that I bring in as a temp, you know, I bring all my own stuff. And I walked in there, put my instruments in the ultrasonic bath, did something with one of my things, cleaned them up. And she was talking to me and I went to go walk away. And she was like, Oh, Michelle, I'm so sorry. But like, can I, can you turn that on? And I was like, Oh my, yes, I can turn on the ultrasonic bath with the instruments that I just put in there. Like, don't step around that. That's an important thing because what would have happened? Those instruments would not have gone through its proper cleaning stage. That's an infection control breach. And so let's be a team. Don't be afraid to tell me that I didn't do something great and come at me without the shame. (laughs) But you know, we are each other's like accountability partners in this game to keep ourselves safe and our patients safe. Um, and so that's one thing that I really want to talk about with the infection control coordinator, because they are going to be kind of the leader and the champion of the infection control protocols and the safety culture around these protocols. 
And so the infection control coordinator, if not, you've not heard about this, um, I'm going to give y'all a little, <laughs> y'all, this thing has been around for 19 years. We are coming up on 20 years since the CDC recommended that every dental practice needed to have this specialist, this champion, this infection control preventionist or coordinator. You hear it in a bunch of different ways. And it's really somebody who is going to take on the role to make sure that the proceed things are happening. The biological indicators are getting run. We are doing spore tests that we're all on the same page with our protocols, but also um, we'll then disseminate any new information and continue to do training with the team um, as needed yearly minimum, right? And so as somebody that was a nerd in the infection control space and then went to get this training, I found that infection control was so fragmented. The information is all over the place. If you are in the trenches day in, day out, trying to create this infection control plan that you need to have in order to pass audits, y'all, um, it's hard and it's a lot, it's difficult and you don't have time to do it. So my partner, India Chance, who is another hygienist um, in Maryland area, and I created uh, Level Up Infection Prevention, where we are training specifically the ICC. Other team members can take the courses, that's fine. But what we really want to focus on is this one specific role because we truly believe it's important and we want to elevate that role. And so we have how-to videos, downloads. Um, it's a course that you can take and you're creating an infection control plan via standard operating procedures that can stay in the practice. So if you do leave, the practice doesn't take, you know, the practice still has all the things that they need to still be safe. Um, for patient care, but you have the knowledge and the training to go do this somewhere else. So you both benefit in this situation. I, I love that. And I love that you're so passionate about the ICC. Why don't more practices embrace the ICC? I, I honestly, I think it's just ignorance. And I, I don't mean that like in a rude way, just they just don't know. They like, no one's really talking a lot about the ICC. And honestly, I didn't even know the ICC existed until I went to OSAP meeting a few years back. And I was like, who is this person? Oh, okay. I didn't know that existed. Um, so it's one of those things that I think people just don't know about. So is it something that, you know, what I love about our audience is they're very proactive. And so if they hear something on our podcast, I've had numerous people say, you know, I heard that, then I went to my doctor and we talked about it. Is it something a dental assistant listening to this should say, could I be that ICC and take that on for himself or herself and take that to the doc? Absolutely. And I think the thing about having an ICC, this isn't just like, oh, we, okay, we got to have it. Okay, Michelle, you're, you'll be the ICC. And I'm like, no, I don't like to talk about this stuff. I'm not detail oriented. I am not like somebody that wants to get into the weeds about things. Then I should not be assigned that. So we don't want to assign that role to anybody who's like, I'm here every day. I might as well just do it. No, no. We want to make sure that you are getting the proper training, that you are getting continuous training, that this is an elevated role to your position, um, that you're given the time to do it um, and perform these actions. Now, granted, there will be some more upfront work. If you haven't done an infection control plan, you're going to spend some hours. But after that, it is just maintenance and upkeep, and it's very easy. So yeah, absolutely. Like take that to your doctor. And like, if that's you, you're detail oriented, you don't mind some paperwork, you like maintenance logs, you like to nerd out and like flip the back of the 
the white dispenser and be like, okay, is this a one minute or is this two minutes at three minutes? If you'd like to nerd out with that kind of stuff, oh my God, this role is for you. So I've got to ask the the elephant in the room question here because so often, uh, you know, things will get added to the plate and often that just means more work. Does more compensation usually come with being an ICC or what are you seeing in practice out there? I think it absolutely should. Now that's very relative to like how many hours you're putting in, um, keeping in mind that if you are going to be putting the work in, you're going to automatically get more hours. But I do believe that you should have a little bit of an elevated um, per hour rate because you are taking on this project and this knowledge. And again, if you leave that practice with this knowledge, you can put this on your resume and that you've built an infection control plan, um, written plan um, for practices. You are certified and or not certified, but you got you have a certificate as an infection control coordinator and you could do this for future practices and i'm gonna tell you the price it takes to be an icc is significantly less than an audit and the fees and what will the fines i should say that you would get if you don't have proper um, infection control protocols in place and, and let's be honest it's an investment for the person it's an investment for the practice but it's one that pays off i think in terms of safety and in terms of confidence too and market it like bring in more people are looking for safe visits all everywhere they want to be safe when they go to restaurants they want to be safe when they go to their dental practices they are looking and they are not dumb now like we walk into a hospital and it's telling us if your nurse or doctor did not wash their hands tell us like these are the things that they're seeing now it's gonna trickle down into our dental offices so use it highlight Mary's going through this program and we are implementing every strategy to make your dental appointment safe. Put that out on the, the webs, <laughs> tell the world, and then you'll bring in more money to make up for that uh, raise that you should get. You know, one thing, Michelle, that I will say is that it, the dentistry didn't do a great job of during the, the height of the pandemic, really marketing how safe we were keeping each other and patients. And Absolutely. I still think there's an opportunity to do that when patients come in, take them on that, you know, little tour of the sterilization room or whatever it is, just to show them what you all are doing behind the scenes that they may not have realized. Oh, I could go on for days, the missed opportunity to, you know, and I often ask people, like, if you had a grade, like you go and get your, you go to a restaurant and you're like, oh, they're an A or they're a B, like, what would that be on your dental practice? And would you even, if you're a B, like we need to talk about being an A and then we want to highlight that we are an A, like we are doing these things for wow. you and the safety of the practice and or safety of our patients. Well, I have a feeling you've got a lot of dental assistants and dentists who listen to this podcast as well. We know you do, uh, that they're thinking about what this means. So what's the next step for them? How do they get a hold of you for more information? Well, you know, there's always many ways that you can get your or get training for ICC. We're always big advocates of OSAP. Um, they are our, our, our mothership for the infection prevention. Um, but if you want to dive in, you're excited about this role. We have two courses um, over at levelupip.com. One's 
called Jumpstart. This is like one CE credit, one hour. It's like 10 tips to jumpstart your infection control program. If you just want to like dip your toe, but if you're like, I'm here, I'm in it, we need this. Um, we have something called Beyond the Basics where it's about three to four hours of videos. You can take it as you need. Um, so if you are PPE, like, you, you took every webinar during the pandemic on PPE. You don't really need to be updated on that. Jump past it, go to the Sterry Center and uh, watch the how-tos. We have downloads. But really what we're doing is trying to cut through all the mess. All the We're trying to take those fragments and put them together in a really succinct way so that you can just hop through it and immediately create your infection control program. So you can do that at levelupip.com. Love that. And, and I will say... And I've, I've told so many people this. I think OSAP is the best kept secret in dentistry, and we've got to we've got to stop that. We have to make I it more know. absolutely. So, Agreed. Michelle, thank you so much for spending some time today. I really do appreciate it. it's such an important topic, and I'm so thankful you're passionate about it. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. It's always great to chat with you. Same, my friend, same. And thanks to all of you for listening. We know how important infection control and infection prevention is for you, for your team, for your patients. That's why we bring experts on to give you tips, advice, and resources. So make sure you're subscribed to us. Make sure that you catch us next time on the next episode of the Dental Assistant Nation podcast. But for now, it's Kevin Henry, co-founder of Ignite DA, signing off. And as always, together we rise. <laughs>